Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hey, Katie. Hey, T. Hey. I was like messing with my microphone. It's like not in a good place today, but it's fine. I liked how you had it up for a little bit, because I was like, that's actually kind of smart. Yeah, like that? Yeah. Instead okay. of, like, because I feel like sometimes when it's, like... Right in your face. Like I, you like, turn. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of what I just did, and Completely I just hit my elbow reading. on it, and now my elbow hurts, and it's raining, and the th- it's thundering. It's, like, perfect reading weather. Honestly, it is. Um, um, the podcast's over. I want to go home now. Me, too. I have I'm a home, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to have to go home and cook dinner... We have no food in this household, so I, have, like, I did just eat two chicken. Pieces of chicken. I ate chicken. Um, oh my god! Let's talk about Chick Fil A for a second. So I normally get a <laughs> number one classic with Obviously. American cheese and extra pickles. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm not really fe- feeling a chicken sandwich today. I want the chicken nuggets. Where the fuck have I been? Where I've been sleeping on these chicken nuggets from? Oh, fucking, yeah. Like, wh- where the fuck have I been? I'm so disappointed in myself. Katie. I didn't breathe. I wanted more. I wanted to go back out and get more. They're so good. <laughs> They're so fucking good. I, I feel like, I mean, like the last few times I feel like I've got chicken sandwiches with you because it's been like before the movies. Yeah. And I feel like it's just easier to like. Pop them in. Yeah. Yeah. But the nuggets are so good. So good. Well, okay. So when do you want to go to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I have my Diet Coke too still. So, you know. And I'm not going to lie. Nice of you to not think of me. It's all about Tom. You should have told, told Tom you wanted some because he, he picked it up for me. Um, I will fight anybody who says otherwise, but Chick-fil-A has the best Diet Cokes. Besides 7-Eleven, I have found that the, maybe it's just a specific 7-Eleven, but there is one by our in-law's house. Mm-hmm. The 7-Eleven there has the best Diet Coke syrup. I never had it from there. It's so fucking good. Um, like circa two years ago and I was running all in the yeah. summer, I would literally finish a run and walk over to the 7-Eleven and be like, I'm going to get myself a Diet Coke. Obviously. Um, I mean, I do agree. Chick-fil-A does have really good Diet Coke. I am a very big McDonald's Diet Coke girl. Mm. Um, I feel like mostly because like I'll get French fries Um, and then get a Diet Coke. And like, I obviously the McDonald's French fries are, I think better than Chick-fil-A's. Like I love waffle fries, but like, I I don't rather a French fry as well. Um, Wendy's also has like decent, Diet Cokes, but... I'm not a big McDonald's fan for Diet Cokes. McDonald's? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I had one the other day, and I was very unimpressed. Guys, Katie's off the podcast. I don't know. Maybe she's racist. <laughs> Katie, I'd like to see you try. 90% of these podcasts are me just talking to myself. Sometimes Katie will literally, like, walk away to take a phone call, and she'll be like, just... And like, I did that once, and Teresa no, you've, no, you're right. It's <laughs> happening a couple times. Perhaps of having children. <laughs> yeah, and it's honestly like just, like just me, like rambling. But it's funny Teresa because could do this alone. I'd be like, I have five sentences, and now I'm done. Well, I was like, it's funny. Like when you walked away, that one day I was like, oh my god, like what do I say? But you're ninety percent. No, but like ninety percent of the ones when you're sitting next to me, I never like get a word in. So I don't know why I was like so like I was so shy. Like when you got up, I was like, oh my god, like, I'm by myself. What, what do I do? <laughs> We didn't have maybe cam- just need a, maybe just need either a camera. So I was need a camera yourself. so I can stare at myself. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! We went to Orange Theory together today, and the coach. The, I like the coaches all there that yes. I've had so far. Um, but Teresa and I finally got to go together to this this one in particular, 
and we were both obviously like deceased. Like we're both not in the shape that we used to be once upon no. a time. So we were doing, of course, like one of the hardest workouts we both decided to sign up for. And she paused for a few minutes, but there's obviously like a mirror in front of her. And the coach literally looked at Teresa. He's like, oh, I didn't think you were going to start. You were just going to keep staring at yourself. And I was like, oh my God, do you know who she is? And he goes, oh, no, but I guess I do now. I mean, when you're this beautiful. <laughs> okay, but okay. You can't, no one can, again, anyone who is either like on calls, on like teams meetings, you always stare at yourself in the fucking yes. camera. Like, cause I feel like, like, that's the time that I'm going to do something so fucking stupid mm -hmm. or there's going to be like something in my teeth or a booger hanging out of my nose. Yeah. Or I'm going to do something so fucking outrageous. I would never think to do in like a normal in-person meeting, but I'm going to do it on a, on a camera. Yeah. So I stare at myself to make sure I'm like, that you're like not looking like an idiot. Yeah. Like I'm in control. Yeah. Like, okay. Like you look all right. Like you're not like a disheveled mess. <laughs> like no. what's in the background. That's like, why like, <laughs> even like when I'm like filming a TikTok, like I'm always like touching my hair while I'm doing it. Cause I'm like, oh my God, like that piece is sticking up. Like, yeah. I'm like trying to like, you know, like who's this messy individual. Yeah. Wait, it's me. Wait. I'm always messy. I know. Honestly, like, if you've ever seen a picture or video of me and I look good, it's not real. It's not real. Anyway. Anywho, something got delivered. I don't know what it is. <gasps> Exciting. I know. I love your surprise mail. Yeah. I wonder if it's a... We did get a package sent to us. I say we are expecting a package. And Tessa Bailey's... She didn't say when she was sending it. No. But so maybe I'll holes. check it. Okay, after. Yeah. We'll not right now, because right we now. both have to talk about, we both have to talk about this the book. book. Um, the book being Out on a Limb by Hannah Bonham Young. Um, this this is her third. This is her third. I've, I've, I've only ever read one, and this is it. Oh, I no. No? Did I read another one? You did. What did I read? Um, oh, but you guys, Next of Kin. I did read that. And that, did you read the no, second? No, I read the second okay, one. Okay, so I read, did. I read all three. But it's I liked the first two. I, I remember love. you saying the second one was better than the first. I, we yeah. both enjoyed the first. Oh yeah, we do this all the time when we start like ranking things. It doesn't mean that like our least favorite is the is bad. It just no. means it's our least favorite. Um, but I feel like reading her first and then reading this one, Drastic you can change. see yes, like how much yeah, like her writing has improved, and like I think how her like storytelling has improved. I just felt like this was just. The bee's knees. I'm, I'm stroking it because it was a good one. Um, yes. Yeah, so the first one was Next of Kin. The second one was Next to You. And then Out on a Limb is her third book. The first two are like interconnected mm -hmm. standalones. Um, I feel like there was like a third friend. So I, I thought say, that I this thought, was okay. kind of a now continuation. Now that you're saying all this, now I'm understanding and remembering. Um, but it's not. So I don't know if she ever plans on writing a different Next Maybe. of Maybe. Didn't she novel? say she started writing this either right after pregnancy or before like during the pregnancy. pregnancy yeah so probably just like i feel like she probably like got an idea and ran with it so maybe yeah maybe we are getting a third and i mean i'm series. very happy with it oh, so anyway out on a limb follows winifred aka win aka fred um and she and Bo. sorry he's very important <laughs> Bo, aka robert aka robbie yes they all have multiple names um, and they have a one night stand on Halloween mm -hmm. at her best friend, Sarah's house. And it's like the best sexual experience of her life. Mm -hmm. They both, um, are dealing with like disabilities. He had, um, bone cancer mm -hmm. and he had to have, um, half of his leg amputated. She was born with a baby hand. 
I believe is what she refers to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Katie like, gave me a look. I like, like gave her a look. I was like, what are you about to say? She calls it her baby hands. She does. She yeah. does call it her baby hands. Um, and they were both dressed up. Um, I mean, it's obviously a big part of the book, but it's yes. funny because the reason why they meet is they were both dressed as pirates. Yes. She has a hook for a hand. He has a peg leg. Um, and that's kind of how they like start bantering. And the banter is very the banter good. Is the banter very is very good. good. Um, it's the best sexual experience of her life. Yes. They don't have condoms, but she's on birth control. So like, he's like, I haven't had sex since I've had this thing amputated. So I'm clean. And she's like, I haven't had sex in a while. She was in an abusive relationship prior. Um, So they do it. And that birth control is only 99.9% effective because my girl, Wynne gets pregnant. She does get pregnant. Um, So she tells our guy, Mm Bo, and he is like beside himself with joy. (laughs) He like, he didn't think of freezing his sperm before his like chemo. So he kind of assumed that maybe he'd never be able to have kids that like the chemo and radiation would have like killed off his sperm, but he has at least one good swimmer. Um, spoiler alert. If you know, you didn't finish the book. He has, he has plenty of good swimmers. Yes. Many, a many a swimmer, many a swimmer that boy has. Um, but the story follows the two of them, like through the pregnancy, them getting to know each other, becoming friends. And the end is, the baby's not born until like the last chapter literally so that's the synopsis that's the synopsis and i would say (laughs) let's just start out with like the pregnancy trope this is not a favorite of ours at all i've been really enjoying them though i feel like i've been reading really good ones yes that's okay that's what so that's my point of this i don't like a surprise pregnancy trope however elsie silver and both hannah boam young did a phenomenal fucking job with it yeah like i thoroughly salivated and devoured the, the, yes. the tropes in these but those two books i think that i don't have it i like a pregnancy trope book if the plot is about the pregnancy i don't like when it's brought in like last minute as a way to get the couple back together or like use as like a plot device yeah. like to break you know i like it when it's like the the whole book is about her being pregnant so like yeah. i like it i also liked that this was like I'd call it like a bit more mature read. Like, yeah. I mean, again, I understand like sometimes surprise pregnancies aren't always like happy, happy and like maybe the significant other, whether it's the female or the male, maybe might not be the most excited at first, but like I enjoyed their journey. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously like they both like are attracted towards one another and like they're both happy to help out. But like he, like he stepped right up to the fucking plate. Like yeah. he is the goal for every guy that like, if you ever get knocked up, like that's the guy you want to be knocked up with yes. as well. Like he was like the, the guy on the pedestal that you're like, yeah, no man can live up to this expectation, but I'm going to certainly try. Right. Um, but I like really enjoyed the storyline. And I liked that like, you kind of like go through a lot of like, you go through everything with them together. Like both of them being like having these disabilities, like, it shows you that there's life outside of a disability. Yes. Like, right. That's the thing too. The book was almost like their disability wasn't really like a plot point. Like it wasn't like, yeah, you like, it was basically kind of to show that like, even like in spite of these, like we're still humans, normal, normal human people, beings, yeah. like experiencing, yeah, experiencing and like, yeah. like normal life. And like, yes, obviously I mean her, so Wynn's whole thing is like her summer camp and she's a swimmer and, um, she like runs into somebody that she used to work with mm-hmm. who is coaching a little boy who also has like um, a defect. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. There, I don't know if there's a correct term for it. I say, I don't want to keep calling it baby hand, but I feel like that is the term that was used in the book. And I'm sorry. Cause I know that's very ignorant, but um, 
but she it i think honestly it's like a a hand deformity yeah i'm just gonna keep calling it her baby hand um and honestly it's cute as fuck it is really cute (laughs) as said by Bo and her um and um so whatever so she you know her goal was to start a summer camp for children who have disabilities and kind of showing them ways that they can like overcome them um and you know showing that they can do just they can do anything that anybody else can do like in spite of these like you know where a lot of people maybe like she said she's a great swimmer people like oh my god it's so crazy that you're a great swimmer even with your hand and she's like my hand is not going to hold me back like i can i'm a great swimmer period yes like um she does end up getting to open her camp and it's like really nice but i think like that's the whole point of the book that even though like he lost a leg like he can still be a normal person in society functioning like he can have this beautiful fulfilling life like your disabilities don't define you correct that's the moral of the story and it's beautiful yeah it was such a great story and like I and I love how like, they like make jokes about yeah, it. Yeah, and like, like it, ju- it was just felt like so like normal. Yeah, and like real life. Real, yes. I don't know. I really liked it. I really liked Sarah and Caleb. Also, I thought the whole dungeon, Dungeons and Dragon thing. I was pissing my fucking yes. pants. Like, what a fucking nerd. Um, and like, I I think the whole like, I saw a couple comments that like the ex of Caleb's. Who, I mean, not Caleb's. <laughs> Bo's ex is Caleb's sister. Yes. Like, they were, like, kind of, like, annoyed about that aspect. But, like, I just think, again, like, as you get older, you're going to, if you aren't in a, in a relationship at a certain point, like, you, people come, I don't want to say it with baggage always, but, like, there's going to be a string, probably, of exes behind you. Some are yeah. getting a little bit messier than others. Again, like, I felt like this was a story that actually captured like, life. Yes. Like, you don't just, like, break up with people and then you don't, like, they're either great friends because you can put it past you and remain friendly because a lot of times that's not the case. No. Or, like, there is no past and you have no exes, which also, like, is very much not the case. Like, right. people have other people attached to them whether they want them there or not. Yes. And I like how, so, in Wynn's case, she had, like, an emotionally abusive ex. Yeah. And it did, it didn't, like, deter her from, like, opening up to Bo, but it did, like, kind of hold her back from, like, expressing like her true feelings yes. for him and she kind of second-guessed herself a little bit in the beginning because she was like I don't want to put too much faith in a person that I don't even know because I did that once before and it backfired but again that's very but that's normal. very normal that's like protecting yourself yes. and then in Bo's case with Cora I was like kind of like I was like oh my god I really hope yeah that like it's not gonna be some like weird dramatic thing where she's gonna like show up and like exactly yeah when was like worried the whole time that Bo was still in love with Cora, where like as the reader, you're just like rolling your eyes because it's so like, honey, no, he's evident that he's like in love you. with yeah. her. And um, but it's like dealt with so maturely. Like, he's yeah. like, no, he's like, the day that you moved in, I called her to kind of get that closure. So they were like on and off for like years. It seemed yeah. like very toxic, like, where yes. he like he was kind of holding on like a little bit tighter than she was, but she like they kept getting back together. And then when he got his cancer diagnosis, he called her. They weren't together at the time. She was there for him through his treatments. And then eventually, I think it was when he had um, the amputation done, she just, like, kind of ghosted him. Yeah. And he was, like... Like, what the... Okay. Like, yeah, but he, like, like, never had anything bad to say about no. her. He was, like, she, she shouldn't was he, She shouldn't have even supported me to begin with. I kind of, like, just needed somebody. And I put too much pressure on her. And she was like a good person trying to be there for me. And like, yeah, it just wasn't it. So he calls Cora like early on it's off page and has this like 
yeah closure and she's like i'm happy for you and it's like very like mature and like yeah. whatever they both have like moved on which again i think is like very realistic and just like healthy i think more people need to probably have those conversations probably, with exes yeah. um i also like you guys know i'm a friends to lovers lover and like this book is like 90 percent friends yes like 10 percent lovers but the lover parts are really good right no <laughs> yeah i'm not saying that like i hope that doesn't deter people from reading it no it's because it, i think I don't want to say this book is different. Um, so I don't want to be like that kind of a person, but like, but no, I mean, it's okay I to say that. I think it's a little, I think a lot of things are just differently. It's, it, oh God, words. it's different. Like, <laughs> yes, they're friends, but like, it's more than just like, Oh, we've been friends. And now like, it's moving into like a lover's territory. Like you're, yes. it's like, it's a forced proximity type of trope where like, they're both agreeing to do something. They're yeah. both attracted to each other, which like, okay. Okay. Like, the first time I saw my husband, like I like, I looked at him. I was like, "Yeah, you're hot." Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're allowed to look at someone and like find an attraction with them. Like, right. I think that they're hot or good looking or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that like you want to be with the other person. So, right. And I think that's what like was kind of nice. But I was like, it literally started as like an attraction. Obviously, they had sex, and like, okay, now we're both gonna step up to the plate because we both want to be parents to this child that's coming. Yeah, and we're gonna try to make it work. So, like, she's right. Like, she kind of, like, jokes. She's like, oh, the business transaction. But, like, yeah. it kind of started off that way. They just, again, had that attraction going for each other. Right. And then they were like, maybe we should try to be friends. Yeah. Like, and also, like, if we're going to co-parent, then we should, like, know be friends yeah. and, like, know each other. Because, like, how are we going to make this work if we don't know anything yeah, about like, each other? they're being mature adults in the situation. So, like, yeah. yes, it's friends to lovers. But I think there's just, like, a, a different, like, spin they, on it. You get to, like see them like making these like deep connections yeah. like, with each other and then it's fun too like watching them like try to like deny their feelings she'll be like why is he looking at me like that like, yeah with like heat in his eyes and i'm like girl he wants to take your fucking clothes off <laughs> and like in the beginning like okay like when their first encounter when she sees his wiener for the first time oh my god yeah it's so funny she's just like staring at it and she goes there's just so much i haven't done you know and he goes what she goes, I wanted to travel, maybe have kids, learn how to make my own candles. I still haven't watched all nine seasons of The Office. I just thought I had more time. And he goes, are you <laughs> implying dot, 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 that this dick is going to murder me? Yes. <laughs> Do your hands get tired holding it while you pee? And he goes, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. She's like, no, don't leave. I'll solve it. It's not a word cube. It's my penis. Can you not say penis? <laughs> it's not a sexy word. But yeah, like, I like so, love I the banter. Great, like, yeah. it's, it's relatable, like, for me because I'm, like, the least sexy person, like, it's the same. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, like, that would be me. Like, and that's just be like, what do you expect me to do with that thing? 100%. But I also like that she, like, well, first off, okay, you can tell that Hannah must be close to, like, must be hovering around the same age group that you or I. Yeah. The first thing I figured that out with was um my thin eyebrows from Merciless Plucking. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's definitely, like, a fucking millennial. Yeah. Here we go. Um, wait, but I was dying. And she was like. I think she's late 20s because he turns 30. Okay. Okay. Um. I so this but she like I don't know she hit home with a lot of things like I like most women my age have learned to hate myself just enough Mm -hmm. to appease others if you're too fond of how you look you're told you'll be unlikable labeled as self-involved egotistical or stuck up I'm like that's so fucking true like I hate how I I also was just open to that (laughs) we're in this world where like we're we're trying to like now promote like self-positive image right and like being comfortable in your own skin we come from so if you're anywhere between the ages of like probably like 28 to maybe like 38, I'd say. Yeah. Like a good window. Like we were in the era of like, if you're not real fucking thin, you're not pretty. Right. That was the era we were in. I mean, like when we like 
it, like the low rise the low rise jean era like zero like size double zero yep. low rise jeans yep. like if you were going to hollister and you were asking for like a four or a six you were getting looked at like yeah that's how that was back then so like okay so, but now we're trying to spew this body positivity because obviously we're all all different shapes and sizes and we're all beautiful regardless of what size we are 100 percent. and like, i love that for like the younger generation right, same like i wish like, I'm, I'm, like, so, I'm so mentally <laughs> from my youth <laughs> but but like it's so sad because even still with all like what we're trying to do to like turn that corner and like appreciate our bodies and mm -hmm. love them for what they're doing for us and what we're capable of because of them like you still can't be too in love with your body no because then you're like then you're like you get called names yeah I'm like, they're like oh like she thinks who she is like yeah. she's so conceited but yeah yeah there's no winning there's with no women. um but we try our hardest we do try and we see you girls. We do see you um, girls. Oh, but I will point out, and I will forever be indebted to Hannah, Hannah, because like... <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah, Hannah. You don't need to say her whole... Too many, too many names. 13 names. Um, okay, so like obviously if you, when you know you're pregnant, they tell you not to have like sushi or like alcohol. Page 51, please. Though I will tell you, I enjoyed sushi and occasional glass of wine my second pregnancy and all is well. Moderation is key. Bitch, I'm fucking eating sushi next pregnancy. I told you, but, but we had this conversation, <laughs> I know, remember? I know, I know. I told Katie, I said, I I have a few friends who are all pregnant right now, and we were, like, talking about sushi and stuff, and they were like, no, it's okay. In moderation, right. you can have it. You shouldn't have, like, tuna, or you should try to avoid tuna because it's, it's higher in mercury. mercury. But, like, salmon is okay. Um, and, again, yeah, anything in moderation is is fine like yeah. you can like you're just as likely to get like salmonella from like chicken than you are to get like sick from like cold cuts yeah like raw sushi or, exactly. yeah, or cold cuts or something um which makes me feel better because i mean i, I will say i was pretty like i had a, i had a sink i had a cup of coffee every single fucking day of my life pregnant yeah and there's no there's, there's nothing wrong with that nothing also, and there's no way that's gonna whenever i end up pregnant like i'm not gonna not, oh, I'm not gonna up. like and again like I was considered high risk. So like yeah. I straight up said to my doctor, like, I'm gonna have a cup of coffee a day. Is that okay? And they're like as long as you don't exceed like the twelve ounces. Yeah. All right, cool. You got it. Um and I definitely had like salamis and like pepperoni and shit like that too. Yeah. So I was like, sorry, I'm gonna nibble. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, if you guys can hear that thunder. It's wild. It is is that what is that? That's my ears. Oh. <laughs> I was like, is that the break? <laughs> It is thundering though too. It is thundering very. Loud. Um. Also, because now we're like now I'm on like the whole like oh these girls are definitely millennials. So, um, her best friend, her best friend Sarah, um, Wynn's best friend Sarah. They were both their their mothers were teen moms. Yes. And they had they're born like three weeks apart. I think, I think three so. weeks or like three months apart. They're, so they grew up as sisters. Like their mothers like were best friends. They lived together. So they were raised like as sisters, whatever. Um, Sarah's mother passed. Wynn was always closer with Sarah's mom. Mm -hmm. um, but this has nothing to do with what I'm about to read. Oh, I just pretend to explain Sarah. What'd you just do? I hit my head against the microphone. <laughs> anyway. Interrupting. Sarah's just like us. She's wearing biker shorts <laughs> and a cute oversized sweater with the word Valaris written across it. It's from her favorite book. Of, it's from a favorite book of hers. Um, but if I ask, we'll never get out of here on time. <laughs> I like, like, I know that some people like don't like references like that, I like books, them. but I think like it, when it's subtle like that, it's cute. Yes. Like, and I'm like, oh, like we're all like right now I have literally wearing biker shorts and an oversized hunt at Lar t-shirt. I'm wearing biker shorts and an oversized cutter sweatshirt. Call us basic. <laughs> Call us. Honestly, like the word basic I know it has negative connotation, but I'm basic I'm as fuck and I'm proud as fuck about it. it. 
things that are basic they're basic because they're popular and things that are popular like they're popular for a reason that and also just like i don't have a sense of fashion like i don't i'm not fashion savvy like someone needs to dress me i I, like my go-to if that is at leisure like i don't give a fuck like this is what i'm comfortable wearing in what i'm no what i'm wearing whatever i can't fucking talk you know what i'm trying to say this is just who i is yeah, like I grew up wearing biker shorts and oversized t-shirts and then like that went out of style now and it's back, back in and so I'm, I'm like I'm one style that I'm happy it came around, um, around also okay so Bo is like a nerd a nerd nerd to the extreme like he like loves like Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and like all that shit and comic books and oh he's God, out yeah. like he's like traveling for work and a comic book arrives and she's like I'm just gonna read it and then she goes uh, then I'm spending a little over $3 download issue 181 onto my phone, all for the sake of getting to know Bo and, and his interest better, of course. Not at all to see the horniest fuck aliens. <laughs> I do have a bone to pick with um, Wynn, a.k.a. also Hannah. I need to know if you like ketchup. Oh. Because I want no, to fucking I have, I have that. I have that. I've Bro. really been craving ketchup. Just ketchup? Well, I asked over his shoulder, walking down the hall towards his bedroom. Yes, in a cup, preferably. Bringing these since we skipped last night. It's like he's holding a box of cards. And he stops still and he goes, did you just say a cup? Ew. Fucking ew. I was gagging. I was I dry was, heaving. If I was Bo, I would have kicked her right out of my house. Same, I would have said, bitch, done. I don't want to have anything to do with you or that spawn of Satan in you. <laughs> Because no person that no I'm friends person. is allowed to do fucking ketchup, let alone ketchup out of a cup. That's oh, why Katie and I, that's that. always why Katie and I are friends, because we both agree. Ketchup um, is the devil. <laughs> I used to always say, like, I, if I hate something, like, truly hate something, I'd be like, I hate it more, and I would rather eat, like, ketchup and steak. Yeah. And that means something. Like, oh, yeah. I, I was like, I know I had it. Because he was like, hey, she was like, he's making fun of her. Yeah. She's like, hey, like, they'll hear you. Don't mock, like, don't mock them. And he's like, kid, tell your mom you want ice cream or pineapple juice or hell pickles. Ketchup is a weird choice. Yeah. It is. It's, it's actually a weird choice. It's disgusting. I pray my next pregnancy, I do not have a weird craving to catch up. I will need to be strapped down on the table and, like, smacked. Yeah. Ugh. Wait, okay, another, wait. I, Katie and I had this conversation with our husbands one day. And they, like, were, one, they're just annoying. So when all four of us are together, it's, like, the two of them against the two of us. Yes, and, like, we can, like, just be, like, oh, the sky's blue. And they'll be, like, you're so, you, you guys are, are stupid. stupid. <laughs> this guy's green. What are you talking about? Like, that's just, like, they're, like, little, they're toddlers. Yes, they're children. Um, so Katie and I had this conversation when Leo was born. We were, like, it's so crazy that, like, you created your future grandchildren. Because, like, all girls are born yes. with, like, the eggs that they're going to have for their, like the rest of their life. Yes. And the boys were like, yeah, well then if you, yeah, but if it was a boy, you would have created his balls too. And they're like, no, but no, like, you don't get it. <laughs> once you ejaculate once and like those sperm are gone. Yes. Like girls don't like keep reproducing eggs. Like you only get X amount, whatever. Yes. We had the whole conversation. So in the book, he says, you know what I found out the other day? If the baby has ovaries, that means I'm carrying all of their future kids too. I'd be like yeah. a Russian nesting doll of people right now. And he goes, I never thought of that. We've created a whole new line of people, potentially a family tree. We could have descendants. Like, I'm it's like, so yes, yeah. Bo gets it. Yeah. Not our Bo dumb, not our dumb, not our dumb husband. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bo's dad comes to visit. Oh, I loved him. First of all, like French angel, 
Apparently the hottest man that anybody's Apparently ever seen. Man. That anybody has ever seen. May we see him? I was <laughs> or who I did was you put, waiting. Who did you base this off of? I was waiting for Wynn's mom to make a move on. Same. Him. I was yeah, I was like, here she comes. Yeah. And she kinda did. She I don't I mean I think it's very subtly, but like yeah. it's more of like, wow, you're hot, let me just chit chat with you. Yeah. Um, but I also love how like when Bo's talking about the cancer, like he didn't tell his dad at all until it came time to like the amputation because he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna like make it or not. Yeah. And I love how like his dad basically was like, What the fuck? And like just gets on a plane and like comes immediately. But I'm like Like any parent would. Like yeah. any parent would, but also just like I love the response of like, like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like I my know. kid's about to have a fucking amputation. And, and then like lives in America with him for a little while to help him recover. As and again, like that just in Canada. Going, they're, they're Canada, I'm sorry. Um whoops, my bad, I'm sorry. No offense. Um <laughs> I just base everything in America. That's that's where that's where I reside. That's where we are. Um, it goes back to how Wynn's mom sucked ass. And no offense to her. Like no, she I did. think she was only able to give what she gave because like that's all she was capable of. Yeah. In her way, and she didn't mean bad by it, but that's all she could give Wynn. Yeah. Whereas like you see a dad who had no idea his kid has cancer and just stopped life, jumped on a plane, went to Canada, took care of his son yes. for however many months he was there, like, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, and I think because when and Sarah, like, their mom, so June and oh, Sarah's mom's name is going to... Marcy. Marcy. Same June, time, I like I it. think go. because Marcy was more of, like, the maternal. Yes. Like, I think that, you know, June was probably, like, the more, like, fun parent and, like, whatever. Yeah. And then when Marcy passed and it was, like, when only had June. So, like, they don't have a great relationship, but they do have a relationship, relationship. which it's, I think is yeah. very realistic as well. Like, I mean, I have a great relationship with my mom, so I can't speak yeah, to that, but I do know people, like, who, like, love their parents and are close with them, but also, like, cannot be with, like, yes. when June came to visit for the for the baby shower, it was, she was, like, it was, it was enough time. Yeah. Like, I love my mother, but I do not want her yeah. to live here or be here. But like, again, that often. realistic. Not right. every person in this world has, like, a best that... friend that's, like, their mom. Correct. Yeah. Or the mom that's, like, so non-fucking-existent that, right. like, they hate each other. Like, that's There's no – yes, there are extremes, but there's a lot of, like, in gray areas yeah. also. So I just – like, this was, like, a very well-rounded, like – Yeah. A lot of people could probably relate to it in a couple different ways. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I fucking devoured this book. Like, it was one of those books where, like, I started. I was like, oh, I'm going to read this and another book at the same time. And I just read this in one sitting. Yeah. I will say it helped because I had, obviously, like, I have anxiety. If no one knows that, you haven't been listening to our podcast. So this is your have... first time here. <laughs> if it's your first time here, welcome. I fucking anxiety. So I was up one night from, like, I think it was, like, one to four. Pretty tell, no fucking clue. My anxiety hits hard at night. Um, and I finished this whole book. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was going to say, I read, like, 90% of it, I feel like, on Friday. And then Saturday, I had plans, like, all day. And Sunday morning, I woke up and I finished it. So, like, I probably, I mean, I would have finished it Saturday morning if I wasn't out for 12 hours. It was an easy read, but it was a very good read. I just want to read one more quote because I really loved it. It's when they are admitting that they love each other. Yes. And he says, I love you. I love you so much. It makes me feel like I've hated everything else in my life up until now. I just, like, love that. angel. Like, I want my husband to feel like that. Yeah. Tom. <laughs> I'm going to text you like, do you love me so much that you feel like you hate everything else in Did your life? Did you hear that? Oh, I thought he opened the door and be like, what? <laughs> I would ask for Tom and be like, of course. T- Tom would say, of course, to Teresa and be like, you, me. Mm. <laughs> 
and he was like, I told him that you were here to go put like underwear on. And I was like, he didn't have to on my account. <laughs> well, because it was pouring down south. He was at a golf outing. So he just like literally came home and stripped, put on like a pair of shorts. And I, I was like, T's coming over. He was like, all right, I'll put on underwear before she comes here. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, because I ever, I would be like, I would scream, like cover my eyes. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't show me. But I like to be. Um, but yeah, obviously, I gave this five stars. I gave it four and a half, and I don't like don't know why. In my head, I'm like, I'm giving it four and a half. Okay, I mean, hey, to each their own. I did make a TikTok. It's going to be posted tonight about books that I've been feral for that I went feral over, I should say. And this is on them. Yeah, this is on it. I don't have words today, man. I don't have words any week. I was going to say, I feel like this has actually been like the most we've been though, like coherent, correct, with like the right names and everything the right, too. Honestly, the right names. Who the fuck are we? The synopsis was, like, very clear and concise. Guys. Yeah, you rock that synopsis, girl. I'm having a day, I guess. I wonder. I need someone to confirm. So, we live in the Northeast, a.k.a. New Jersey, a.k.a. fucking Rat Race Central. Mm -hmm. So, when I lived in South Carolina, everyone's obviously slower. It's the South. I also learned that you have to go slow because it's so fucking hot down there that you have to move at a snail's pace. Yes. Obviously, everyone's, like, nicer. No offense to people of the North. Like, it's the truth. So we're just going to say how it is. Yeah. I wonder, though, because we're very fast-paced up here. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like my brain is working faster than, like, the what can get out of my mouth. Yes. Like, I'm not right now. But, like, sometimes, like, I can tell that I'm already on, like, another task, even though before I finish, like, the task I'm doing at hand. Yeah. And I do wonder if we stumble over a lot of our words and, quote-unquote, don't have the right words of the day because our brains are just moving a mile a minute. No, and we're I, too excited to talk about other things, so we want to keep going. I think that that's true. Oh my god, call me a fucking like psychologist or something like that, or Doctor Katie. I have enough fucking debt to consider myself. <laughs> anyway, if I went to med school, I'd be one by now. Honestly, that would be so exciting. I told Gail the other day, I was like, I think that like I should just go back to school and become a nurse, which like I don't want to be a nurse at all. I don't don't know what, like why I said it. He was like, I was like, I feel like you'd be a really great nurse. Like that would be great. And I was like. I mean, at least he was talking you up. That's pretty good. If I, t- if I turned no, but around, like I was like, who's first of all, one who's paying for it. Two, like, you think that I'm, I don't know people. No, I don't care about blood and guts. It's like human feces. Yes, people who smell. That too. Like dirty, dirty <laughs> people. Like maybe if I was like, I don't know. Like okay, when I go get my iron infusions, like the nurses are so great, and like they're just like hooking people up to IVs all day. But it's like depressing because I'm, I'm not like terminally ill but there's a lot of people in the infusion center that are very sick and it's really sad but like i could do that all day so when i was younger i was more of a cold stone bitch yeah um, everybody was because you were like wow yeah. they mix it right in front of you but i will say when i first was deciding to go to grad school i applied to oh, wait, a nursing program take, like the ice cream cold stone <laughs> no that's <laughs> why i was gonna let that go <laughs> Like, yeah, I was like, why don't we talk about ice cream now? Did you see what I, I was looking at? I was like, I was okay. like wait. Like, what are you fucking talking about? No, it was a cold stone bitch. No, it was like, a stone cold bitch. Stone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, was like. I was like, I don't know why we're moving to ice cream, but yeah, everybody like cold stone has kids. I'm a cold stone bitch. I think we should change it. I kind of like it better. I mean, I am a cold stone bitch. I mean it in the literal way. <laughs> you see, you know about the child. Oh. I'm lactose intolerant right now. So. Anyway. Anywho, um, I don't know. I had like a fucking like, nothing affected me. I was applying to nursing programs because I wanted to do 
um, nursing for <laughs> pediatric oncologist patients. No, nope. like, who the fuck am I? I would never be able to do that now. No, I um, mean you have to be like a cert, certain, a certain kind, kind of person. And I fucking commend those people. I would, it would they deserve all the awards. New world, too depressing. Same. The only um, thing that I really do think I missed my calling with was being a medical examiner. I I, I wish that I was a dermatologist. Mm-hmm. One, I could give myself Botox. That too. Two, I love popping pimples. Like when I go to the derm dermatologist for my hand, I will try to see if I can t- send you a video. Yeah, please. It's like, listen, Linda, I gotta send my my bestie a video. So open. every time I've had something like cut off, like I always I always watch or like need to see it after if it's in a spot that I can't see it. But I had this like bump on my like on my finger for like a long time, and it just like was in like the way of like my rings and stuff. So I went to the dermatologist, and he's like, "Oh, it's probably just like a little cyst." He's like, "You could just come in here and we'll like cut yeah. it and like whatever." After I've had a cyst removed, they do like a little like cut and then like kind of pop it out. Yes, this wasn't a cyst. I forget what it was called, but they had to like cut like a like the around skin it and like take it out and take like, like the root. And take like the skin off, Ooh. and like I don't know where they they must have thrown it away. But I was expecting like a cute little cut with like a little cyst pop. So I'm watching, and I'm like that. They're kind of a little, kind of a lot more. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, is that my bone? And I'm like starting to get like a little nauseous. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this anymore. I had like nine stitches. Damn, across my little finger. Oh, and then yeah, I had I to go back to work because I was like, oh, it's just going to be a little thing. And then, like, my hand's all numb, and I'm, like, <laughs> typing. Yeah. Anyway, um, your cyst is an actual cyst. My yeah. doctor lied to me. I'm curious. I can't wait to see how they take this one out. Because it's, like, in the weirdest spot. It is. Side of my joint. It's going to definitely just be, like, recovery. Like, the recovery is going to be weird. Yeah. Good thing I'm not a right-handed person. Yeah, that's true. I actually did notice this about you when we went to Orange Theory on Friday. Like, you always started on your left side with like I the always start, yeah. Well, you know, obviously. I'm but I was like, <laughs> when we were doing the step ups, I was like, I would start on my right. And then I like looked at you and I was like, she's starting on her left. And I was yeah. like, well, duh, but also. Like, but it, but it's so funny too, because like even like the instructor, like, all right, you're going to start on your right hand side and move to your left. I'm like, well, no, I'm going to start on my fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> as long as you're doing both sides. I'm doing both sides, but I always start on my left. It's, nat- it's a natural instinct. Yeah, it is. Um, next week we have a spilling the tea episode. Yes. And then we're doing a curse of dark and lonely. Yes. And then it's October. And it's October. So we're going to talk about some things. Teresa, do you want to tell us about your giveaway? Do I mean, you not want to talk about it right now? Should no, I mean, I can talk about it now because I feel like... You're, we're going to talk about it during the Spilling the Tea episode, too. The but po- I think well, we to... I'll say the podcast listeners will get the 411 before... Because I don't yeah. have to book yet. That's true. So I'm waiting for those to deliver on Thursday. Okay. So you guys are going to hear it first. We're doing a hockey romance giveaway because hockey season starts one month from yesterday, I believe, the 10th. Um... So it's five hockey books, some hockey-themed stickers. So stay tuned um, to see what they are and for your chance to win. Yeah. It'll probably be posted over the weekend. Okay. I'm very excited for you. But she sparked something in me. So because, like, hockey is her favorite and spooky season is my favorite. Yeah. So I think because Teresa is such a kind soul and started this, I'm going to (laughs) copy her. Um, Not with hockey books. But I think in October... I'm going to do a spooky, witchy book giveaway. Yeah. Maybe not as lavishing as Teresa's hockey giveaway, but there'll be something. Honestly, it only ended up being that many because the books were cheaper. Some of the books were cheaper than I was anticipating. Oh, that's always nice. I guess I could do that too. Look at the price points. Yeah. I mean, there are two books that I didn't do that I took out that were actually like $8. And I went for like one because I was like, who hasn't read? Like, 
I wanted to do books that like I love and also books that I'm like, maybe not everybody has read them. Um, three of, I feel like two of them play with me by Becca Mack. Sorry. I mean, I'm going to spoil two of them. And then, um, Mile Habitless Hopper, I feel like are very popular. Yes. But as well, I was like, I had like the deal and like icebreaker, but I was like, I feel like when you say happy romance, those are like two of the first books that people like think of. True. So I was like, not those. So those, those aren't on it. Like I said, stay tuned. I don't know. Maybe this weekend I'll post. We'll see. So cute, so cute. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, there's really, really not much else, else out there. We have to put together a October schedule. Calendar. Yeah. yeah. Which we haven't done yet because all the new releases, like. There's so fucking much coming out in October. There's so, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm like, oh, like, we can do, like, Caught Up by Liz Tomford. Or we can do, like, Hopeless by Elsie Silver. Like, I'm like, we could do uh, The Curse of True Love. Or we could just do, like, the, I don't know. I don't even know why this is going to come out of my mouth right now. But smack me if you want to. Okay, let's talk about this. Well, we actually don't have to talk about this on camera. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are going to have to stay tuned. Because we're not going to spoil what our October calendar is going to look like until we actually know what it's going to look like. There's no point for you guys to listen to our internal monologues. Well, we should want to hear them. Probably. No. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, um, that's all we have for you today. Uh, obviously, Katie, send us off. That was a vibrate. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the BFF.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers.